My guest today is a Saracens and Canadian international rugby player. And it's the first time she, she has appeared on this podcast, guys. So please give a warm welcome to the lovely, the very talented Sophie Dagudi. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, how are how are things with you at the moment, uh, with yourself, the family, um, everybody else doing okay during uh, COVID? Yeah, from, I'm from the West Coast of Canada and it hasn't been too, too bad um, on uh, Vancouver Island where I'm from compared to compared to what it's like here. So all the family's happy and healthy back home. Um, I must say this again. I mean, thank you so much for coming on. I know you've, you're such a busy person with everything that's going on in your life so far. Um, and um, we really appreciate your time coming on and uh, chatting to us about your rugby journey so far because oh, it's, been, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, you're only 21, I think, at the moment. And yeah. uh, you've done, it seems like a lot up to this stage and and beyond as well I'm sure for the for the foreseeable future as well but um uh first things first I mean I gotta talk about that that game against Exeter Chiefs over the weekend uh pretty crazy game to anybody out there who's not watched that I suggest you go and watch highlights of it on England Rugby YouTube channel because honestly that was a crazy game um at one stage I think it was when it was at half time um Exeter were up by 11 points, I think it was. Yeah, it was 21-10. Um, and then you guys, uh, I don't know what Alex said at half time, but it sure <laughs> fired up all the other girls. And you've ma- you managed to score, I think it was 20, 24 points by yeah. the end of the game and without conceding a try or even a single point. I mean, that must have been pretty crazy. Yeah, it was just, it was our discipline that was hurting us in the first half, going down two yellows. Um so being down two players, we just had to kind of focus in on making sure that we were being smarter on the breakdown and managing the game and the clock better. And then once we kind of did that and um, actually converted when we got into their 22, then things started to flow for us a bit better. Um, I mean, that that is pretty good. I mean, uh, not a lot of teams are able to to do that, so to speak, uh, without conceding a single point in, in one half of rugby uh, after a brilliant comeback. So um, congratulations on the win again. Uh, obviously, uh, I think it must have been good, not just for yourself, but for the rest of the girls, obviously, to get one back on them as they beat you earlier in the season. So, For sure, yeah. I think series culture is definitely is definitely a winning one. So to, to take a loss like that after um having gone what I think was over 30 in a row without losing on the bounce so definitely wanted to come back strong and I also think that that's part of how we were able to make that comeback is the girls just uh don't take losing lightly and they always want to come away with the win so we were confident we could come back and of course it sets you up very very nicely for next week obviously huge sorry not next week uh this weekend sorry uh beg your pardon um Big, big game this weekend against Harlequins. Two of uh, the top two teams in the league going against one another. Um, it was, I think the game was meant to be played earlier in the in the year, uh, yeah. but then obviously it's now got rescheduled for uh, this weekend. So um, what's the mood in the camp at the moment leading up to this game? Uh, everyone's super excited, myself included. I've never, uh, haven't gotten to play against Quinns yet and it's such a rivalry match. So um I think, yeah, people are just, we've moved on from the, the win last weekend, got a day or two to to be excited about it. And now we're um, totally focused in on Quinns and, 
it's nice to be playing them at home too. Um, even though obviously there are no crowds, it's kind of, you rock up to the stadium and you know where everything's at. And um, yeah, everyone's like calm, but but definitely energized and ready to go. Now, I looked at the um, the table, um, the up-to-date table uh, in the Prem 15s. And uh, of course, you guys are top of the league. Uh, with 67 points overall and then Quinns are second obviously with 61 points Mm. Um, and as far as I can tell you guys have scored the most points so far out of any other team in the league which is which is pretty good Um, and then obviously Quinns have I think they are the best team in terms of defense because they conceded the less amount less amount of points so to speak as well so um, overall I think they've only conceded 157 points in 15 games which is Pretty impressive, I must say. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but you guys have scored, you know, well over 550 points overall in the games uh, so far since the start of the season. So um, I imagine a lot of people will be watching this game this weekend on the live stream uh, and rooting for you guys. And, and same with Quinns, to be fair, as well, because you have you know hundreds of people watching that, uh, that game at home and uh, cheering both sides on. Yeah, we got some firepower in the lineup for sure terms of scoring i uh, i also play basketball back home and it, we always say that better better off like great offense will be great defense so, so hopefully that, that comes across this weekend and also hopefully we can front up with some some physical dominance on the defensive end as well but but yeah we have some uh, prolific try scorers on the team that's for sure well um very best of luck i know um Obviously, the prep for this week uh, has probably been really, really high, very intense. Yeah. Um, Alex must have been putting you guys under a lot of pressure this week, obviously, because he, he knows himself and the rest of the coaches that this is a huge game coming up and he, and he wants to make sure that you guys uh, come away with an important win under your belts because you know, it'd be the same with Quinns as well. They'd be wanting to get a win as well to set an oh, uh, example yeah. for the rest, of the, the rest of the league, so to speak, or the rest of the table. Um, but yeah. Um, very best of luck when that comes. Um, and I'm sure I'll be watching that myself uh, as well. So, um, but yeah, very, very best of luck when that happens. Um, now, I want to just very talk about very quickly about how your rugby, your journey into rugby started. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you're 21 right now. Uh, you know, you made your uh, Canada debut when you were 19. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, but uh, where did it all start for you? How did you get into rugby for the first time? Yeah, so both my parents, uh, Captain Canada, my dad was um, our first captain at a World Cup in 87. He was uh, with the team for 13 years. And my mom was our first ever women's captain in 1987 in their first game against the States. And she captained the side and was part of it for 10 years. So it was kind of always around. And uh, I have two older brothers. One of them also played for Canada. So... So yeah, when I was, I grew up around the rugby pitch. I think I started playing organized rugby when I was maybe around six, um, and then got into minis at our local club, the Castor Wanderers, and uh, started playing like representative when I was thirteen. So yeah, like I said, it's just been it's just been around, and I it's not like I was ever forced to play it, but I always wanted to follow in uh, my parents and my brother's footsteps and. Yeah, it worked out well so far. I mean, that, that, that's good to know that, you know, some of your family members have already played rugby at a very competitive level. So yeah. uh, I guess following their footsteps was, I guess, a no-brainer for you. 
Um, it was just yeah. that one thing that you would love to do um, as a career going forward. Yeah, I also like um, played a bunch of other sports growing up. Um, like I said, still play basketball at university back home. So I think it was more just having something that I was passionate about to play. My parents were just excited that um, I had something outside of school that I was wanting to follow. And yeah, if it works out to be a career, I would love that. But I also want to have something else on the go. Like I'm uh, studying business, so I might do law school. I'd love to, to have something else on the go. But um, rugby for sure has been a passion of mine ever since I was young and will continue to be. Now, you mentioned basketball there. Um, now, I played basketball myself, I think, once or twice in my life. And I found it, <laughs> to be honest, quite tough because I ended up playing against people who are a lot taller, a lot more, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot more bigger than me. But um, it's, it's just like rugby. It's very fast paced, isn't it? And it's very, very quick. And, um, you know, there's, there's both teams scoring a lot of points it's yeah. like, like every two or three minutes. Yeah, there's like acceleration through contact too, right? Hitting gaps and um, finding little spaces in behind defenders. I think it helps with like um, aerial skills for sure, um, lineout skills, catch catch pass, hand eye, all those little things. Um, there's so much transfer playing when you play sports as a kid. So I always encourage people to play as many as possible. Now I just want to clarify something before we move on. Yeah. How tall are you exactly? Six foot. So I'm not super tall for a basketball player, but tall enough for a rugby player <laughs> the reason i ask you that is because um uh whenever i watch the live streams uh from saracen's women's team mm -hmm. uh you seem to be like so tall compared to the <laughs> other players on the <laughs> like I, honestly i thought you might have been like maybe six six two or six three roughly no um, yeah just yeah short. long legs though <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah, that's, that's quite interesting to know that. I, I never knew anything about that at all. So that's why I wanted to clarify it before moving on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but um, am I right in saying that uh, before you moved into the forwards, you used to play as a fly half? Yeah, so growing up, because I kind of got a leg up on everyone by starting so young and watching so much rugby when I was younger, I kind of knew the game, especially back home, most people don't start – most girls especially don't start playing till at least 12 or 13 most likely 15 or 16 so um yeah I had the chance to to play fly half and um kind of run things a bit run the show a bit more and then um when I was 16 I made my first like age grade Canada team and they moved me to eight and uh, haven't really gone back I actually played some scrum half when I was younger too but yeah Ever since 16, I've been uh, stuck in the in the back row and the second row. <laughs> um, how are you finding it at the moment playing in that uh, back row? I mean, at the moment, you're playing alongside the likes of, uh, you know, Poppy Cleo and, and Marty Packer and, and Vicky Fleetwood, uh, Georgia Evans as well, yeah. sometimes plays uh, back row as well as second row. How are you finding sort of working with these guys and training with these guys uh, each week? Oh, I love it. It's an honor to play against uh, players of their caliber and play um, in training and then obviously play with them when we go out for games on the weekend. It's just uh, it's such a great learning experience for me too to, to see the lines that they pick and um, what 
where their brain is like two or three phases ahead of everyone else there's so much experience there and um yeah I think it's probably helped accelerate my rugby IQ more than um anywhere else I could have been so I feel pretty lucky and of course uh we've we've got to talk about Kat Evans as well who's out injured at the moment and hopefully she'll be back very very soon um uh, I had her on the podcast the other week and uh she's dying to get back out there and play some rugby so um so very best of best of of the recovery etc so yeah and watching her um doing her rehab and stuff she was uh doing some running stuff at training last night so yeah i'm excited for to have her back for sure how how good is it to know that you've got such an experienced team that you're playing with you know week in and week out and you know you've got talent right across the pitch basically you know, a lot yeah. of england internationals around you and and wales players um and it just seems to be clicking for you guys this season uh it's been going really really well uh, especially under alex as well yeah Oh, no, for sure. Alex is a great coach, like super detail oriented. And then um, he's got a lot to work with for sure. And we have great depth throughout the squad too, like all the way up to, you know, the full 40 roster that we have. So um, that makes, that makes for great training sessions when we go 15 on 15. And then um, when we are on the pitch, I think um, there's been times where we've been like near the beginning of the season where we were more free flow and then, we kind of learned that we needed to also have some more structure and some tighter phase play. And now I feel like we're hitting our stride in terms of what the balance needs to be between those two. So yeah, hopefully we can keep it rolling and um, get everyone back from injury and keep people healthy through the playoff push. Cause uh, as far as I know, um, you've got three games left until the end of the season yeah. Uh, with Saracens uh, I must imagine that the message from Alex and the rest of the coaches is to is to win that title now oh for sure um, yeah. because uh, as far as I know Saracens are, are two-time defending champions at the moment yeah. um, and I'm pretty sure they want to make it a three-time defending champions oh, now <laughs> yeah but um, yeah I, I guess that's the message um, across from Alex and the rest of the coaches uh, to that sort of leadership group if you like within within the team etc uh, yeah. winning that title from here on out yeah like I said series is such a winning culture I don't think they would be happy with anything less um, and uh, like last year although there wasn't obviously a playoffs we were undefeated in league so I mean you can't 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 count that as a league win but um, it's about as close as you can get and then obviously the two years previous when they won the title so want to keep backing that up and I definitely don't want to be a part of the first series team in four years to not win it <laughs> um, let me just talk very quickly about we mentioned Alex Osterbury as your head yeah. coach at Saracens um, now from the other Saracens players that I've had on the podcast before they've spoken very highly of Alex he, they've spoken about how uh, he's such an experienced guy. He knows what he's doing. Um, he wants the best out of players every week. Um, but whenever we watch the live streams with Saracens, uh, you can always hear his voice coming through the mic. <laughs> and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant because he wants yeah. he wants to, you know, make sure that you guys push yourselves right from the get-go oh, until the yeah. end of the game. So, um, But what's it like working with, with Alex and the rest of the coaches at Saracens? I think they just they hold you to a high standard and that's what um I think if you're a high performing athlete that's what you want right is so um 
they'll congratulate when you, you when you do something well, but they'll also push you to to be better and um, to to fulfill and or exceed the potential um, that you see in yourself. And I think uh, there's nothing more that you can really ask for as an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, I, now I watched this uh, the other day, actually, to be fair, and it was all about your life on and off the story, off the pitch, sorry, not the story. Um, and um, it honestly, it was so inspirational. And I, I recommend anyone who's watching or listening the, to this uh, to have a watch it, uh, on England's rugby YouTube page uh, because it's very inspirational. And you were talk, talking a lot about, obviously, your parents who used to captain and, and play for Canada uh, back in the days, uh, all those years ago, um, <laughs> and um, how you sort of grew into their shoes when you were getting older and, and you know, playing for your teammates, Saracens as well, you know, putting your, your bodies on the line out there every week and... and yeah you know, working hard uh, side by side next to each other as well. Um, and it was really, really cool. It really, really was. Because oh, um, yeah. uh, I've seen a lot of those. There's been actually a fair few of those uh, mm -hmm. inspirational videos um, from various players. So Yeah, I think they're doing a great job of it. It's such a neat way to feature um, Premier 15s players. And it seems to be getting really good traction. So um, I, I was happy to do it. And I'm really happy with the way it turned out as well. Well, I recommend anyone who's watching or listening to this to give it a watch ASAP because it was <laughs> so cool. Um, now, obviously, you're, you're, both your parents played international rugby when, when you were a lot younger. Yeah. Um, what stage in your life, so to speak, did you think to yourself, right, I want to do this as well? Um, I think, honestly, since I was little, I just... Um, at first it was more of a, a pressure thing like okay they did it I need to I need to do it like I need to play for Canada as well um, but then as I got older it was more of an ambition that, um, and a goal-oriented uh, pursuit and so um, yeah it's always been in the back of my head and then once it became more realistic and probably when I was a teenager that's when um, that's when it kind of moved to the forefront and really became something that um that I focused on throughout all aspects of my life so sleep nutrition training of course yeah mm. that, I, that's so important for any rugby player uh, making sure you get the the right tips and the right advice going forward in in your rugby journey so um, yeah and well, um, they're good at the uh, they're good at the advice and they only give it if I ask for it <laughs> after games yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> But, um, but I always ask for it. So that's been helpful throughout the career for sure. Um, now, we talked about um, how you play as a flanker, that blindside flanker position, uh, or as an eight, mm -hmm. uh, and also sometimes in the second row, uh, when and if, if need be, I guess, yeah. uh, when required. But um, how, what, what do you think the best thing is about playing these sorts of positions as a, as a six and as an eight? Uh, currently for yourself yeah I like how involved you are always so um, you get involved in the carries up front but you can also drop back into into some backs movement um, be a link player which I, I really enjoy playing in a bit more space um, and then I love the line out part of the game so I like how how those uh, positions are so involved at line up time in terms of 
of calling because I'm really um, starting to get more interested in the tactical strategic side of the game. So starting out with line out calling right now, just trying to figure out when to call what based off what we have called previously, what they're doing. Um, so I like how involved you can be there. Um, but yeah, like I said, mostly the fact that you can you can always be involved in the game and and that's I, I always want to be near the ball or uh, or near the play. So, yeah, I mean, that must be, um, I guess, uh, quite confusing sometimes, because obviously you need to you need to know like the line out calls like off off the top of your head yeah. uh, with Saracens. And then when you play for Canada, it's a whole whole different. Whole different yeah, for sure. No, we um, we run through it a lot, so it 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 simplifies itself. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, now uh, there's been a lot of talk about um, obviously the World Cup uh, getting postponed at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now being moved to next year. I guess, I guess the good thing is about it is that you get more prep time. You get more time to be together and, and work together as a group uh, leading up to it. But I guess the, the bad thing is, obviously, you are you know you guys are working so hard uh, leading up to this World Cup, and then you realise that it gets uh, postponed. So, how were you and the girls sort of feeling when you when you heard the news about it? Um, at first, we we only heard that it would be going ahead, so it's a bit of a shock at first. Um, but then you digest it, and then definitely there's some disappointment. Um, then you kind of got to hit the refresh button and reframe it as a as a great opportunity for us to, to have a whole nother year, especially coming off. Um, we're already so geographically spread in Canada that we don't get that much time to come together and train together. And then with COVID, there's so much flying involved for us to all meet that the restrictions and isolations from province to province within Canada. And then for the girls that came overseas just made it impossible to have any time together. So. It honestly is probably a good thing for us that we have another year and a half to um, to actually hopefully get some fixtures and some camps in. And uh, we're already quite like gelled as a team culture wise, but just gel as a team on the field and have the opportunity to actually play amongst each other. Yeah, because I mean, that's the hardest thing, isn't it? Trying to get everybody together and and uh, be as part of a big family, I guess, uh, yeah. with one another around you. So. Yeah, we have a great team culture and um, I mean, people get along really, really well. So, but it's just the fact that we don't get to spend very much time together. Like we, in a normal year, we'll come together maybe three to four times a year. So um, hope, hoping that COVID allowing that this year we'll get a few more opportunities to come together, especially in the build up to, to the World Cup. Yeah. And uh, fingers crossed that won't get postponed for next year. Oh, yeah. That'll be really, really bad. I don't know if we could handle that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, what was it the next one I was going to ask you? Oh, yeah. Saracens. Why was Saracens that team that you wanted to join ever since coming over? Because uh, you, you probably had a lot of teams that you were sort of thinking in your head about which team would be best for me. Uh, helping me develop as a player, getting better and uh, et cetera. That must have gone through your head. But why was Saracens that number one team to go for? Um, So when I came over uh, and I was U18, playing with U18 Canada, we played against the talent development group for England. And Alex was the coach of that at the time. And he got in touch with me um, through email after that. 
And so we kind of spoken on and off a little bit for a few years there. And then um, when it became, so our university season got canceled back home with COVID. So it became realistic for me to be able to come out here while school was online. And uh, so he got in touch again through our, one of our rugby Canada coaches. And um, so he, the series was kind of the only club I ever really chatted with, to be honest, but I also think big picture was probably the, or it has been the best decision for me because of, um, as you mentioned earlier, the, the quality of players that we have in the back row and the second row has just been amazing for me and my development um, in a daily training environment that's uh, set such a high bar. And I guess the other good thing about uh, Saracens as well is that they've got a lot of the sevens goals that have come back yeah. uh, from international rugby because obviously there's not really much happening with that at the moment. So they're getting more game time in the 50s as well. So that was really, really good. Yeah, we, we're stacked. We got a, we got a great lineup and um, it's been great. There are, there's a few of them that are now contracted with the GB stuff, so we won't be seeing them as often. But yeah, no, it's wonderful to play, especially like when we do our skill sessions and um, when we're running around playing touch at the beginning of practice. That's just... Uh, like I said, again, they set the bar really high. So um, you want to live up to it. Who's that one player in the Saracen squad that makes somebody else look really, really silly at training? Like they do a little sidestep and then somebody like is like laid out on their back because of that. <laughs> uh, I'd say Emma Uren has a great sidestep. Yeah. Um, so she definitely, I also give a shout out to um, Alex Ellis, who's another Canadian, but she's, um, had some issues with her visa so she hasn't been able to actually play this year but she's been training super hard and she just runs not not as much of a stepper as Emma Uren but she just runs through people sometimes and leaves them like flat on their bumps myself included for sure so yeah those two make people look silly awesome awesome um now I've got to talk about your uh, your Canada de- debut which was back in 2019 now um and get this guys I, I know i mentioned this before but 19 guys <laughs> 19 years old she made her debut back then in the super series of course uh, as well now i must talk about this how were you feeling at that stage as a 19 year old playing for your country i mean that must have been big really really big yeah i was um i felt like i was ready to go though and um, had done age grade stuff and um, had a few opportunities to maybe play with the senior team earlier, but then I fractured my ankle. And so I just felt like it had been put off for long enough and I was, was really felt prepped and, and ready to go. And we also have, like I mentioned before, such a great culture that I felt really supported by the, um, by the older players and, and like I was free to, to do my job on the pitch. It was, um, first cap was against New Zealand. So that was pretty neat, especially as a rugby fanatic growing up always watching the Hawker and we went to the World Cup, my parents and I, in 2011 in New Zealand. So got to watch the, the men do the Hawker live. So then to have that performed um, before my first cap was super neat, just from a fan's perspective, <laughs> a fan of the game. But then, yeah, once we got in, like I said, I felt ready to go and it wasn't too much of a of a shock. Just the, the pace of the game was definitely much higher and the hits were much harder but um felt like I could withstand <laughs> yeah. 
Because, I mean, New Zealand is like one of the best teams uh, internationally, of course, yeah. in the world. So yeah. um, we, we I've seen a lot of stories or I've heard a lot of stories about how people, you know, they face the hacker for the first time and they feel really, really scared <laughs> just by looking at it, you know, <laughs> and observing it. But I guess it's a good feeling knowing that you're playing against one of the best teams in the world and you want to test yourself. Oh, for sure. I mean why do we work so hard in training and when no one's looking if it's not to put yourself in pressure situations like that right they only come along every so often so i think it's a privilege to have those those pressure opportunities and um and yeah i was more excited by the hawker just kind of <laughs> getting to watch it in uh first person like that so yeah no i I can't say that I was scared, but that's not because I'm a super tough person. I think I was just, <laughs> I think I just wanted to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you want to sort of work really hard and try to try to earn that that first start. And you and you did, did just that. So um, so big congratulations. And there's a there's a brilliant photo, a really, really awesome photo of you holding your your jersey for the first time uh, yeah. when you, when that moment uh, arrives. So yeah. Um, and uh, it's a brilliant photo, so uh, okay. really, really yeah. awesome. Uh, but um, yeah, you, your parents must have been so proud of you uh, at that stage, uh, just like any other player, really. Um, yeah. No, actually, um, they had flown down to San Diego to watch, so that was pretty neat to go through that whole experience with them. Actually, when I was um, U18, so my first time I ever got to play for Canada, my mom was the one to present me with the jerseys she did all the jersey presentations for our team um for that game so so yeah they've been along for the ride since the beginning and uh, since the beginning of my national team career too so they always make the effort to come and watch and cheer me on and give me the advice that i asked for afterwards yeah. <laughs> i was just about to say that's really really awesome that your yeah. your mom has done that at that stage I mean, that's really really cool yeah, um, neat. she's a she's a special lady for sure, and I really mm-hmm. admire the way that she stayed involved in the game after retirement um, with the Rugby Canada. Well, both my parents have been on the Rugby Canada board, but my mom's been super active with um, women's rugby in Canada and um, helping set up funds for our women's 15s uh, team. And so that's definitely more footsteps that I want to follow in once I retire from being an athlete. So I guess the big the big goal for you, uh, especially at this stage, um, you know, going forward in your career, your rugby career, that is, is to try to get as many starts as, as possible and just trying to get out there and, and play as much rugby as possible, especially when, you know, COVID is is around us all and, and making things a lot more difficult uh, than usual. But um, I guess for you, it's just trying to push to get that start in Jersey for Saracens and both of Canada as well. Yeah, for sure. I just want to get as much experience as I can, um, and especially like leading into World Cup. So the ultimate goal is to win that World Cup. So I think in Canada, we have incredible athletes and a great bond, but it's sometimes our knowledge of the game that lets us down. So if I can be, um, if I can sort of help <laughs> help with that, like I think the only way to do it is to be playing more rugby and and training more and then hopefully that will transfer when we get on the pitch with, with the, the, Canada, the Canada team. Um, I wanted to talk very quickly about obviously when, when you're back in Canada you're playing rugby for uh, Queen's University. 
Yeah. Um, and also basketball as well. Yeah. Um, just talk to me very quickly about how how well you enjoyed your time there and, and how it helped you develop uh, getting better as a player, both as a basketball player, I guess, and as yeah. a rugby player. Yeah, Queens is a wonderful school. So it's, um, I'm from, like I said, West Coast Canada, from British Columbia, and uh, Queens is in Kingston, Ontario. So it's about five, four to five hour flight from my home to get out to my university. So it was definitely a bit of a, a step going away from home, but I feel like it has really helped me grow as a person and that's made me a better um, rugby player as well, just being more well-rounded and uh, learning a lot about time management, trying to balance playing two sports and my degree. But I've just met so many wonderful people there and um, our coach, our rugby coach has helped so much with my development in Dan Valley. And I genuinely can't say enough good things about that school. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because that's really important, isn't it? When you've got coaches uh, coaching you at, a, at such a young age, helping you progress and get better as a player. And then, and now look, look at where you're at now. You're playing for one of the best, uh, one of the best uh, clubs in, in the UK. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Dan, uh, great. He was also my uh, U18 national team coach and then now my university coach. And I'm sure he'll be around for years to come. So, hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, you mentioned before about how you were studying to apply for law school um, earlier, and uh, you're also finishing a commerce degree, if I'm correct in saying that as well. Yes, yeah. Um, was that one of the things that you really wanted to do um, ever since you started thinking of the idea of, of, of doing it, so to speak? Yeah, I... Uh... I, I like the competitiveness of business. I'm a super competitive person. So I like how we can, um, there's little, there's little wins everywhere in the business world. Um, I like how it's so applicable in all aspects of life. It opens so many doors and um, Queens has a really great commerce program. So um, I've been really lucky to be a part of that. And getting my degree was always something that uh, my parents really pushed if there was anything that they did push me to do it was it was to get my university degree um, so that's definitely always been a goal was was the academic side as well so I uh, have one year left and then hopefully you can check that off the bucket list because how long does it usually last for when you start to up uh, it's four years in Canada your, right. degree, your, your bachelor's undergrad and then law school if I end up doing that, it's three years. And as you said there, you've only you've only got one year left now. So um, I guess that's yeah. good, uh, knowing the fact that you don't have to do another two, two or three years, so to speak. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, very, very best of luck with that as well. And uh, hopefully you. that goes well for you. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, I know you're tight for time at the moment, but we'll move on to some, um, some quick fire questions to yeah, finish off with. Um, these have always been super fun with okay. all the players that I've had on the podcast <laughs> before. So, um, but they're really good and uh, it will get the viewers to know you a little bit more with these questions Sweet. as well. So um, are you ready? Born ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Um, first one is who is the most relaxed teammate in the changing room before a game? Oh, gosh. Um Okay, uh, I'm going to go, <laughs> God, this is hard. Who's that one person who's like, 
Oh yeah, it's just killing. that game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I feel like May Campbell's pretty relaxed before the game. She kind of rocks up and is having a laugh or like checking out her phone or hanging out with people. I don't know, at my, the other, one of the other Canadians, Emma Taylor and I will normally like be throwing a ball around in the change room. So we're pretty relaxed as well. Am I right in saying, speaking of May Campbell, am I right in saying that she missed a tooth one day at training? She uh, got her tooth knocked out in uh, one of our games. I want to say it was the Wasps game. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> kind of unlucky, that's for sure. But she's got it sorted now, so. Because I, I, I saw it off um, Sydney Gregson's Instagram page. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's going on yeah. there? <laughs> no, it, it got knocked out in one of our games, but she's got a replacement in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. She's taken a few high shots this season. So, yeah. Oh, I, I must imagine that all your, her teammates were like having a joke with her about that and <laughs> speaking about it a lot but um i'm glad that she's got a replacement now so thank yeah. god for that um uh right what's the next one uh what is your favorite pre-game meal um, i mean it, it probably depends a bit on the time of the game but i like to have i'm not super superstitious but i like yogurt and berries and granola the morning before a game or basically any morning that's my favorite breakfast and then um yeah, I'd say like pre-game snack, normally a banana and some sort of granola bar, like just easy carbs, um, some energy, but yeah. Awesome. Um, now, who is the funniest teammate? <laughs> I hate to say this because she'll love it, but it would be Emma Taylor. She, <laughs> she was, uh, <laughs> she's pretty quick-witted and um, she still has a bit of an art. She spent a few years in Ireland. She's still got a bit of an Irish accent to her. It just makes the jokes a bit more funny, I think. The weird Canadian Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was your main inspiration growing up? Uh, my parents. I mean, my mom specifically as a female role model. But yeah, we've, we've chatted about it a bit already. But they've always been um, two people that I've looked up to. It has to be your parents. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, both on field and off field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, which is, um, let me, actually, let me rephrase this. Uh, what is the favorite country that you've been to before that you've really enjoyed? Um, I love France. Uh, first went to France for to watch the Men's World Cup in 2007 with my parents. And my grandma's actually French on my mom's side. So I feel like it's, there's a bit of a connection there and I've been back a few times and I also speak French because um, uh, we study French in Canada in our schools, um, obviously being a bilingual country. So, so yeah, I feel like I could speak the language. I love the food, I love the country. So yeah, France. Nice. Um, now, this might cause a bit of controversy, but cats or dogs? Dogs. <laughs> quick answer i just like to be able to go for runs and walks with them and they're so friendly <laughs> do, you, do you have a, a dog yourself i do i also have a cat so oh, okay she's not listening but yeah. <laughs> yeah well you could have got both to be fair <laughs> but, yeah because uh, yeah. um, we hear a lot about how people say oh yeah 
I preferred cats over dogs or dogs over, dogs over cats. So, you know, yeah. I guess it's 50-50. I think most people are pretty set one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is your favorite song? Oh, wow. Um, got all sorts. But honestly, before games, I like to listen to Best of My Love by The Emotions, which is like a 70s song. But it just makes me smile because I think it's kind of funny. And uh, and I like to be kind of in a happy, loose mood before games, not too bogged down tunnel vision. So yeah, I'll throw that one out there. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, who? Let me ask you two questions into one here. Okay. okay. Who's the fastest player and who's the strongest player in the squad? Oh, um, I think Debs Fleming is quite speedy. <laughs> she comes from the sevens program. She's yeah. back contracted with them now. And when she gets in open space, she can definitely burn up the turf. And strongest player, I think probably Hannah Botterman. She's put up some massive numbers in the gym recently. And uh, yeah, she's a unit. <laughs> So I'm excited to have her back on the pitch with us when she's back. Yeah, because she's not played in a good wee while now, hasn't she? Yeah, I think she got injured in our first game against Gloucester, which would have been in November, I think. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, I think she's on the road to uh, to coming back quite soon. So, like I said, really looking forward to having her out there with us. See, see when I said who's the strongest, I was hoping you'd back yourself on that. <laughs> I mean, maybe in some other competitions, but not in the bench yeah. and squat and <laughs> <she's laughs> sure. Um, and the uh, last one I was going to ask you was, what is the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, um, I one maxim that I like to live by is let your goals dictate your actions. So. For example, if my goal is to win a World Cup with the Canadian team, then my daily actions need to reflect that. So whether that's in how much sleep I'm getting or what's a, what type of fuel I'm putting in my body or getting in an extra training session or a rest day if I really need it um, and I'm feeling the wear and tear, then those types of actions need to, need to align with my short and long-term goals. Awesome. Um... Well, thank you so much, Sophie. I really appreciate your time. Um, I really enjoyed it. And uh, really enjoyed your company on this one. Uh, so a uh, big thank you uh, for coming on. And uh, we'd be looking forward to having you back on here very, very soon in the near future. So thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Ali.